Book Eighteen of the Analects of Confucius, translated by William Jennings. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Good Man in Seclusion, Duke of Zhou to His Son. In the reign of the last king of the Yin Dynasty, Confucius said, there were three men of philanthropic spirit: the Viscount of Wei, who withdrew from him; the Viscount of Ji, who became his bondsman. And Bi Gan, who reproved him and suffered death. Hui of Liu Xia, who filled the office of chief criminal judge, was thrice dismissed. A person remarked to him, "Can you not yet bear to withdraw?" He replied, "If I act in a straightforward way in serving men, whither in these days should I go where I should not be thrice dismissed? Were I to adopt a crooked ways in their service, why need I leave the land where my parents dwell?" Duke Jing of Qi remarked respecting his attitude towards Confucius, "If he is to be treated like the chief of the Ji family, I cannot do it. I should treat him as somewhere between the Ji and Mong chiefs. I am old," he added, "and not competent to avail myself of him." Confucius, hearing of this, went away. The Qi's officials presented to the court of Lu a number of female musicians. Qi Huan accepted them. And for three days no court was held. Confucius went away. Jie Yu, the madman of Chu, footnote thirty-three. He only pretended to be mad in order to escape being employed in the public service. And the footnote was once passing Confucius singing as he went along. He sang, "Ha the phoenix, ha the phoenix, how is virtue lying prone." Vain to chide for what is over, plan to meet what's yet in store. Let alone, let alone, risk it now to serve a throne. Confucius alighted, wishing to enter into conversation with him, but the man hurried along and left him, and he was therefore unable to get a word with him. Changju and Jianli, footnote thirty-four, two worthies who had abandoned public life owing to the state of the times. End of footnote. Were working together on some ploughed land. Confucius was passing by them and sent Zulu to ask where the ford was. Changju said, "Who is the person driving the carriage?" Confucius answered Zulu, "He of Lu." He asked. "The same," said Zulu. "He knows then where the ford is," said he. Zulu then put his question to Jianli, and the latter asked, "Who are you?" Zulu gave his name. "You are follower of Confucius of Lu, are you not?" "You are right," he answered. "Ah, as these waters rise and overflow their bounds," said he, "tis so with all throughout the empire. And who is he that can alter the state of things? And you are follower of a learned man who withdraws from his chief. Had you not better be a follower of such as have forsaken the world?" And he went on with his harrowing without stopping. Zulu went and informed his master of all this. He was deeply touched and said, "One cannot herd on equal terms with beasts and birds. If I am not to live among these human folk, then with whom else should I live? Only when the empire is well ordered shall I cease to take part in the work of reformation." Zulu was following the master, but had dropped behind on the way. When he encountered an old man with a weed basket slung on a staff over his shoulder, Zulu inquired of him, "Have you seen my master, sir?" Said the old man, 
who is your master you who never employ your four limbs in laborious work you who do not know one from another of the five sorts of grain and he stuck his staff in the ground and began his weeding tsz-lu brought his hands together on his breast and stood still the old man kept tsz-lu and lodged him for the night killed a fowl and prepared some millet entertained him and brought his two sons out to see him on the morrow tsz-lu went on his way and told all this to the master who said he is a recluse and sent tsz-lu back to see him again but by the time he got there he was gone tsz-lu remarked upon this it is not right he should evade official duties if he cannot allow any neglect of the terms on which elders and juniors should live together how is it that he neglects to conform to what is proper as between prince and public servant he wishes for himself personally a pure life yet creates disorder in that more important relationship when a gentleman undertakes public work he will carry out the duties proper to it and he knows beforehand that right principles may not win their way among those who have retired from public life have been bo yi shu qi yu zhong yi yi zhu zhang hui of liu xia and shao lian of these said the master bo yi and shu qi may be characterized i should say as men who never declined from their high resolve nor soiled themselves by aught of disgrace of hui of liu xia and shao lian if one may say that they did decline from high resolve and that they did bring disgrace upon themselves yet their words were consonant with established principles and their action consonant with men's thoughts and wishes and this is all that may be said of them of yu zhong and yi yi if it be said that when they retired into privacy they let loose their tongues yet in their aim at personal purity of life they succeeded and their defection was also successful in its influence my own rule is different from any adopted by these i will take no liberties i will have no curtailing of my liberty the chief music master went off to qi Gan, the conductor of the music at the second repast, went over to Chu. Liao, conductor at the third repast, went over to Cai. And Chue, who conducted at the fourth, went to Qing. Fang Shu, the drummer, withdrew into the neighborhood of the He. Wu, the tambourer, went to the Han. And Yang, the junior music master, and Xiang, who played on the musical stone, went to the sea coast. Anciently, the Duke of Zhou, addressing his son, the Duke of Lu, said, A good man in high place is not indifferent about the members of his own family, and does not give occasion to the chief ministers to complain that they are not employed, nor without great cause will he set aside old friendships, nor does he seek for full equipment for every kind of service in any single man. There were once eight officials during the Zhou dynasty who were four pairs of twins, all brothers. The eldest pair, Da and Kuo, the next, Tu and Hu, the third, Ye and Xia, the youngest, Sui and Gua. End of book 18. Recording by Li Jing.